0: Hey guys, you remember that movie Castaway with Tom Hanks? I do. So imagine that through some unfortunate circumstance, you find yourself alone on an island. Then one day a FedEx box floats up onto the shore and it has one album in it. What album would you hope it was? Coming up next on The Music Box.
1: What's going on everybody? This is Wade. I'm here with my brother Jimmy. What's up guys? Welcome to the Music Box Podcast. This week we are talking about that unforeseeable circumstance. (laughs) (laughs) We're stranded on a desert island and uh, the FedEx box comes up like in Castaway and you open the box. What CD would you hope was in it?
0: And, um, And hopefully there's a CD player. Yeah, that's that I'm, I'm operates confused. Operates off solar energy or so something? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I got it. I got it. It's like, it's like an iPod with a solar charger on it, but it only has one <laughs> album on it. One album
1: <laughs> on the solar charger. Um, <laughs>
0: well, I mean, if we're dreaming,
1: we're far fetched here. Yeah. At the uh, music box, but uh, <clears throat> if you, uh, let's put it in a, a different situation. If you were knew that uh, the continental U.S. was going down and you had to grab one piece of music, one piece of music and, and load it or save it to your phone or whatever because you knew you were going to an island and you were a desert island album. That's yes. what we're talking about. What would you take if, they, if you knew you could take one album and it was the last thing that you could listen to? And... I've been racking my brain all day because I have a lot of albums that I love. Yeah.
0: It's, but there's not, it's a tough list.
1: There's not many albums that I think would stand the test of that much time.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, the way I thought about it too, was just albums that I can listen to end to end that has no skips on it. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a song on this record that i don't want to hear when it comes on. That's a that's a great place to start,
1: but does that does that make it the last album you ever
0: hear? Right. Well, <laughs> the other thing that all of the albums on my list have in common is that i've listened to them many, many, many times over a period of time. Like some of these records are, you know, Really old, so <laughs> are you aging yourself? No, no, no. I mean, I don't think I have anything that goes past like uh 89 or something like that. So, how old's that? That's pretty old, that's 30 years, man. That's 30 years, but I've been listening to this record for 30 years. I listened to that record uh yesterday. Nice, so nice. Um,
1: yeah, I. I had a hard time with this this topic, and we actually we we were we were talking about it today, and so I've been racking my brain, and there's a bunch of albums that come to mind, but the, the the limiting factor is it's the one album for the rest of your life. It's one. Yeah. It's one. You get to take one. Right. What what is what does it do to you lyrically? Yeah. um And I think that nostalgia would come back. Yeah. Um, and and. And take a, uh, a precedence in what album you would take because it's going to remind you of the life that you right. no longer have.
0: Of some good place some in your life. Some good
1: place yeah. in your life. Yeah. and Because uh, you're
0: obviously going to a place that isn't as good. If it's just going to be you and one album and, and a, coconut meat. Yeah. And a, uh, <laughs> and a volleyball named Wilson.
1: <laughs> oh, speaking of Castaway, what a great movie. That was a great movie. Man. I have made fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to take his tooth out with the ice skate. Oh, oh man. Whew. Oh, and, my goodness. Anyways. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, there's a couple of things that happened last weekend that we should talk about. Yeah, we should talk Something about that. Something that happened yeah. um, Some big news. Sunday and Friday,
0: yeah.
1: I believe. So Friday,
0: um, the rock music world uh, lost Eddie Money. Eddie Money, an icon. Uh, just quick story about Eddie Money. When I was, I'm not sure, I should have looked and saw what year this album was out, but he has a record called No Control, and it had shaken on it, and a song called I Think I'm In Love, uh, and that's one of the earliest records that I remember just. Wanting to listen to my aunt Lori had it on vinyl, nice. and I remember when I would go to their house, I would go to her room and put that record on and listen to it. So it's kind of it was kind of a sentimental thing for me. I just felt, you know, that was that's really because I was probably that's early '80s, so I'm probably eight, nine, ten years old. But it's still like a thing, you know. It was kind of some of the first music that really. I felt like grabbed a hold of me, especially kind of rock music that kinda of grabbed a hold of me and, and spoke to me. That's a cool story. On a on a deeper level. So it was, you got a,
1: a story about Eddie Money.
0: I'm kind of sentimental about that one. That's yeah.
1: great. Um uh, I have a story about that. It's not about Eddie Money, but I have the same kind of story. Um, we used to live on a farm. Yeah and um There was a a gentleman that used to live with his grandparents that lived across from the milk barn that my parents went to all the time. Yeah. And I walked into that house. And um, I remember going into his bedroom. He's probably 10 or 12 years older than I am. Yeah. And um, he showed me some rock and roll one time. I can't place what it was. No. But I also had an uncle that lived with me at the same time, my <laughs> uncle Kenny, yeah. in 1990. I know the story. My dad built a room on to the back of our trailer house, and he had this stereo. And I remember thinking that Uncle Kenny's stereo was like
0: the biggest, the biggest thing, baddest ever.
1: Yeah. stereo I've ever seen. That was and back when
0: speakers had to be five foot tall to yeah, be good. Yeah.
1: To be have some thump to them, yeah. you know? And um, he, my uncle Kenny loved Billy Joel. Yes, he did. He loved Billy Joel, and I'm a I'm a kid the the age of my son Judah, about ten, right, right? or maybe even eight, right. And he he says I I want you to listen to this song, but you can't tell your parents <laughs> because at that time we didn't listen to anything other than right. Christian music, and uh, he played me Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire," <laughs> and I remember him singing that <laughs> song. And oh, banging and your his sisters head. sister's told
0: me that story so many times. Every time we didn't start the fire, it comes on the radio, which is fairly often. Yeah. She's like, that's uh, Uncle Kenny. Uncle Kenny, sitting <laughs> in the back room trying not to get kicked out.
1: <laughs> rock and roll with Cola Wolves. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I have a story kind of like that too. Any Money. We lost Eddie Money on Friday. Um, tragic day um, in the rock and roll world. But also Sunday uh we lost, we uh, lost
0: Rick Ocasio a great yeah. uh you know obviously his work with the cars is well known they were you know for at least a good portion of the 80s they were one of the iconic bands of the video era new wave yeah new they wave, were yeah. they were a new wave band uh they were probably a little more than that they were super uh progressive as far as visually presenting themselves they're uh, to me when i think of the cars i think about one of the first bands that sort of built their image around a video oriented marketplace you know hmm. what i mean they some of their videos are iconic you know from that period of time but you separate that their music is fantastic it's really good yeah i mean it's It's among the... It's definitely among the best music of that time. And I'm including bands like The Police in that. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, Tony Basil doing Hey Nick Me. I'm talking about, (laughs) like, serious, you know, work that was getting done in that time. They're definitely uh, among the great bands of that era. And, you know, if you Google Rick, uh, you start finding out that he has made... A unbelievable amount of great music with other artists. I'm talking about Weezer, no doubt. A prolific and extremely successful producer. He was at least as successful as a producer as he was as an artist, and that is a mouthful. Sure. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's in a rock and roll Hall of Fame caliber band. And he probably should be in there as producer as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't dug into that, man. I haven't, yeah, no, it's... I didn't, um, the only car song that I... I mean, I know a few, the right. most famous ones. Um, like I said, I mean, I need to dig into some of this older music. But um, one of their uh, Just What I Needed...
0: Yeah, love that song. Great um, song.
1: Uh, I think it's a good song once they stop going out of time when the drummer goes out of time on that song I cannot stand it oh, and so every time that song comes on I change it because when they flip the beat in that song and it goes to where the snare's hitting when the kick's supposed to hit and the kick's hitting when the snare's supposed to hit drives yeah. me absolutely up the wall <laughs> and so rest in peace uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to to Rick but oy, I have <laughs> trouble I have trouble with that song so Uh, We're we're not trying to make light of that situation But uh, Man, man, almost 80 years old
0: I'm just looking at some of these bands that he worked with Bad Brains Guided by Voices Weezer's Blue Album And the Green Album Uh, Hole No Doubt Not A Surf Bad Religion Oh my gosh, I forgot about Not A Surf Yeah, I mean so many great Sort of, you know, almost uh, just amazing music. Just uh, you know, if you if you're only looking at at uh, his body of work with the cars, that's a lot to look at. Sure. Because it's it incredibly impressive, but his his work outside of that is just as impressive. He's actually a pretty accomplished artist, like painter as well. So just a just a great figure, and you know the other thing about both of those guys. Uh, from everything you hear about them, from the people that were around them, and I'm talking about the people that they were intimate with, their friends and family, just said they were good dudes. Good people. You know, when a when a person who has been su- successful in their field and, you know, famous for 40 years is loved by the people who live in their house, that says more about them than any piece of work they That's could ever do. a big deal, man. Yeah. I, I totally respect that, and I agree with you. So so thoughts go out to those families that that lost uh, that lost a lot more than those of us who were fans and were fortunate enough to uh, be uh, be blessed. But with their music,
1: yep. Rest in peace, guys. All right. So now we go to the Desert
0: Island Records. Right. <clears throat> Here's the, not. Who's Island going Records. first? Um, I don't know. Who's going first? I'll go. Okay, do it. I'll go. Uh, So I have to say before we get started, Uh one thing that I thought might happen, and I feel like will likely happen with this list, is that we may have at least one album that's the same album, and maybe more. Okay. (laughs) So, so that being said, I wanted to say that before I knew what Wade's picks were, but here we go.
1: So. We ha- I don't know if we can do three each or whatever, but I- I'm going to say, here's the scenario. The end of the world is coming. We've got to go to an island. And prepared in our home are three envelopes. <laughs> okay? They're unlabeled. And they- you just got to draw one. They're mixed up all the yeah. time. And there are three records that go in those envelopes. It's like and the, it's 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 roulette. like
0: the... the- ball cap shuffle at the baseball game. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to it's 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 crunch time. I can't grab all three. I've only got room for one, and there are three records that are possible for me to take. That's yep. the only way that I can do this cuz I can't yep. narrow it down to one. I'm going to say there's three albums. And the first one undoubtedly is the Counting Crows, August and Everything After.
0: I, yes. <laughs> you agree? <laughs> I agree. That's, that's my brother. That's, that's one of my we, three. I mean, um, we can both talk about it now, and that'll just be everybody's number one right yes. there. Everybody's first pick.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this record um, is one of the only records that every time I listen to it, I like it more.
0: I know. It's insane. And I literally bought that record a week after it came out oh. in 1993, and I've listened to it on a regular basis since 1993.
1: Yeah, I was 10 at that time, and I got that record um, in a CD trade. I did a massive. <laughs> this is a, quite a story. I did a CD trade with my uh, with one of my friends. His name is Jeff, and I got the Counting Crows, and a. Recorded version of Coolio's Gangster's Paradise off the radio. (laughs) Because I wanted to learn how to rap. Okay. How'd that go?
0: It was good. Yeah, you're a pretty good rapper. I'm a pretty good rapper. Yeah, I might blow your mind. I could probably, like, you know, Johnny Cash country rap a little bit, but I don't think. uh,
1: No, I can lay it down. I can lay some bars down. We'll have to hear that one of these days. Uh, We can. So I traded, and I regret this, because I could have just went and bought Coolio's record <laughs> just for that song. Well, somebody needed to. I traded Hootie and the Blowfish's Cracked Review. That's a great record. I know. and For August and Everything After and a recorded copy of Coolio's Gangster's Paradise off the radio, when you could hit record on your yeah. boom box and record oh, off yeah. the radio. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't know about this Counting Crow stuff. i never heard it. I still have that same CD today. I wore it the heck out. That is amazing. Constantly, and obviously, I don't play CDs anymore. Right, but I still have it. Yeah. Um, uh, August and everything after after has a very um, incredible story to it. Um, I, at the, about five days after I met Kimberly, my wife, on the beach, I was headed home. She was headed to South Florida, and we, you and I, yeah. and your wife, yep. were going to uh, a County Crows concert in Tulsa. At the Hard Rock. And I was talking to Kimberly on the phone. I'm like, hey, we're going to sing County Crows next weekend. Do you want to go? And she's like, I'm listening to the August and Everything After album right now as I That's drive amazing, down the road. Yeah. It's my favorite album. Yeah. It was my mom's favorite album. And Anna Begins, which is a song on there. Goes from being my favorite, and then I like uh, uh, uh Raining in Baltimore. Love oh, that song. I love Raining yeah. in Baltimore, and then Omaha, Omaha. Oh. That's Jeff's favorite song, by the way. Yeah, but um, I love that song. I too. still get like amped up in that first 11 seconds of the record when when when, it's when just Round quiet. Here is not there it's there not yet. There, right? I'm like, <laughs> it's just this hum, sort of, that you can't even hear, really. Yes, initially. But I know at 11 seconds, yeah, and one of the greatest. First lines of record. Steps Step out, out the, the front, front door like a ghost into a the fog where no one notices the contrast of white on white. On white. We didn't Ugh. practice that, people. <laughs> <laughs> we said it.
0: We even phrased now, it Now, who differently. said I can't
1: rap? <laughs> <laughs> a hugs and Everything After, man. I love it. I love the fact that in one of their songs on that record, they say their band name. Okay? Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yep. Which we stood there counting crows (laughs) We didn't practice that either Um, But I like it when when bands can do that Yeah And so August and Everything After Has got to be in my envelope And gosh I hope I pick that one Yeah I mean Because
0: there's so much with it I agree so much I listen to this record You know probably If I'm being honest Probably four or five times a year At least end to end Yeah since 1993. And I don't feel like I'm exaggerating when I say that. I feel like the, that's a pretty safe number to throw out there. Five times a year, on average, since 1993 that I've listened to that record. I probably had it on cassette when it came out. I bet you did. I know I've had it on CD for a long time, and I've had it on vinyl for a couple of years.
1: Oh, I want to hear it on vinyl. Oh, it's so good on vinyl. Um, and the the thing with that record is it made me buy every... Counting Crows record after, yeah. and then when you get like live from on the wire, live across the wire, across the, the wire,
0: electric album and the acoustic album, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So that was a great record. Yeah, but they just haven't. I mean, I love them. Yeah, I seen them last sure. year yeah. here in town. Everybody talked trash and hated the Counting Crows. And the one thing I love about the Counting Crows is that they play their music. And they really don't care what you think. <laughs> they don't. They don't. And, they play their music. And they're a great yeah. band. They're musicians. They're uh, they're not... They're, I love Duritz and the fact that he phrases things different. Yeah. That he just does what he feels in the moment of right. that song. He's very much in the moment. And yeah. sometimes
0: you hear, you know, in the live stuff with him, he he pulls out these little things that you haven't heard before. These yeah. little... You know he has this way of, uh, of like changing a phrase in the song. Like in that live across the wire album, on around here, instead of saying, uh, "She's she says she's tired of life," she must be tired of something mm-hmm. around here. And on that live version, he says, "She says she's tired of life." Everybody's tired of something around here. Yeah, something I mean? so subtle. So, yeah, just a little thing. But the way he sings it, it brings out that little, that little trail of melody that you haven't heard before. It's a it's a tasty little gift for you. So yeah. definitely August and everything after we are agreed on <laughs> one that. for one. Yeah. Wow. Um my next one would uh it's gonna be really high on my list too. I've been listening, I mentioned this earlier, I've been listening to this record since nineteen eighty nine. Now listen,
1: it's gotta be one of the three in your envelope. Not it's not high
0: the, on the list. No, no. It's one of the three. Okay. Like, if I get August and everything after, I am happy. Right?
1: We need to go to the same island. Then we can have two
0: records. We could have two records. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we wouldn't be alone on the island if we were both there. Thank God. Yeah. Everybody knows, I'm going to say this, that knows me. 1989, King's X, Gretchen goes to Nebraska. Is my... One of the two or three best all-time albums, in my opinion. I listened. I had that, you know, in 1989. Everything was on cassette, basically. I mean, they had CDs, but I didn't have a CD player in my car. Nobody had invented a CD player that wouldn't skip yet. <laughs> so a Walkman. But Maybe? I, I know for a fact that I've listened to "Gretchen Ghost of Nebraska" on cassette. Enough times that I wore two cassette tapes completely out to where they broke and wouldn't play anymore. And I'm pretty sure I bought it on cassette a third time, which did not break. And then I had it on CD. I have it on vinyl now. And I have it downloaded in my iTunes. I love that record. And when people say, hey, what's your all-time favorite song? I tell them a song that's on that record.
1: I remember us I talking about that.
0: Yep. I don't know if it's true or not that that's my favorite song, so, but I adore that song.
1: I'm going to make it my goal this week to put my headphones on and listen to
0: that record because I've never done it. It's so good. Shame on me. It's so good. That like if you're a Kings X fan and you're, you know, familiar with their body of work, I would say that if you compiled a list of your 20 favorite Kings X songs as a Kings X fan, I bet Five or six of the songs on Gretchen Goes Nebraska would be in that top 20. I mean, it is a great, great album. It's their second album. Mm-hmm. You know, and Alice Silent- I weird that a
1: sophomore record. Yeah,
0: and it, yeah, that's a totally strange thing. When I heard Alice Island Planet, their debut album, I had never, ever heard anything that remotely sounded like that in my life. So, it was absolutely a mark of time in my life. But when I heard Gretchen, it was like. It's an epic masterpiece. So
1: here's my question. Here's my question. King's X, you being a fan of King's X, and some of you guys might not even know King's X, because they're one of the most unknown bands that should be known. Yeah. Um, They've been doing it for a very long time. But I wonder if King's X means so much to you because you were older in the 80s and everything. So like you can break the 80s down into two sections from 80 to 85 and 85 to 89. Yeah. Right. Like there's there's two different worlds of yeah. music in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm not even going to go into that, but... Because King's X was something so different than glam and hair metal, yeah. and not even Metallica, because Metallica came along yeah. and started.
0: Yeah, they weren't doing a, some... a speed metal band yeah. or a death metal band, and they weren't. They certainly weren't a hair band. Right. They were far too good for that, and they really weren't a prog rock Rush type band either. Right. I mean, this Gretchen probably would be considered a prog rock record when it came out. But if you be, well, you know, it's like, I don't know if this is true or not, but in my mind, uh, Ty Tabor invented drop D tuning. They were one of the first bands to use drop D tuning a lot. And they were certainly the first band whose instruments <laughs> sounded like theirs. There have been a lot of imitators of Doug Pennick's bass sound since then. Sure. A lot, like hundreds. So they're an influencer. They're an influencer, and it's just I will put up their artistry against anyone ever. So that changed the game for you. That changed music. That Changed for you. everything. That was a, a moment in time. Yeah. In no. Here. As a as a you know Excuse a kid me. who who loved uh, Bon Jovi and, and Motley Crue and and all of the you know White Line and all of these kind of mainstream rock bands at the time. Uh, When I heard King's X, it was just, it was a moment in time where I went, this changes my, this changes everything.
1: Yeah. And for me, I have to get all the way to 1993 when the whole world got changed by Nirvana. Yeah. That's, I mean, Nirvana is credited for like the alternative and the grunge and this movement, the flannel shirts and the Seattle movement, Pearl Jam comes, the Soundgarden comes and yeah. Mud Honey and, and I mean all these bands, Alice in Chains, and Alice in Chains, yeah. and but King's X was doing it. Yeah, not quite grunge style, not quite. But they grunge. were moving in a different yeah. direction before Nirvana went boom. Yeah, and, and they really their missed.
0: their music to me defies description. Still to this day,
1: I got to get into it, man. I I uh, I will do that this week, and I'll give you a review. What's your next one, Next to... we got. We got a little bit of time. We got some time. This Do is it. a great this is a great topic this week, man. Um my next envelope I, I'm still rolling it around in my head and <laughs> deciding which one I really want to put Ooh. in there. But I honestly uh, I I need some rock, but I think if I put a metal album on there it yeah. would get
0: annoying. I think I, it would get annoying. I get that, yeah. So Well, metal's such a mood thing Yeah For me And I don't know I mean, I know some people aren't like that Some people are always in the metal mood Mm -hmm. And I like metal when I'm ready for it When I want it Mm -hmm. I want it You know what I mean? And when I don't I don't Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm with you I'm
1: going to go with 1997's Foo Fighters Color and Shape
0: (laughs) That is awesome
1: (laughs) Oh, That's awesome Is it on your list?
0: It's not Oh Wow, Good
1: so I hope that that one's in there. Um, I can thank my sister-in-law, Jana. She hated that record, and she gave it to me. Ugh, and I still have happened. the same copy.
0: You know what I was listening to today? It just kind of popped up. It was like in my favorites mix this week is uh, February Stars.
1: I love that song, what a man.
0: Great, what a great kind of hidden Foo Fighters gem, too. I'm telling you, if you have a cute, I mean, Such the- a beautiful little haunting little song it is. I love that's it. on the that's on the skin and bones album too if you haven't heard that. Oh, I haven't. It's really good. Oh, I got a, gotta a live it. kind of acoustic version of it with some strings and stuff. It's really really good. So,
1: August and everything after Color and the Shape from the Foo Fighters from note 1. I know every song <laughs> yeah. on the Color and the Shape. Not <laughs> just Hero, not just Everlong, but I'm telling you dude the The entire record, I couldn't get tired of it. There are slow songs. There are it's it's not Dave Grohl's like best writing. Yeah. Okay, it's it's good. It's good old it's good. rock and roll. Yeah, and it's not super super heavy, but um, yeah. Uh, Love it. Color
0: in the shape Foo Fighters. Okay, so funny you should bring up Foo Fighters because my uh, third and final envelope selection. Is a Foo Fighters record.
1: Can I guess? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I can guess. I know exactly. It's Wasting Light. It's Wasting Light. 2011's Wasting Light. I had a hard time picking which one. No, I... It's like... I mean, it's the newest of the three albums on my list. I mean, it's 2011. So, it's an eight-year-old album, Mm -hmm. at least. Uh, But I still listen to that record regularly. Probably... Probably every four or five weeks, I listen to it. And it's one that I just pull it up on my list, and I touch the first song, and I listen to it from the beginning to the very end. And I there are no throwaway songs on that album for me. I love it.
1: I I think the writing was good. I think production was good. But more than anything, the recording of that Uh record... It sounded like Nevermind. It sounds okay. like a rock and roll record. It does. You know where they recorded that record? In Sound City.
0: They recorded that record in Dave Grohl's garage with that knee board. With, the, with Sound City Neve board, yeah. From Sound City. Yeah. And they recorded it on tape. Butch Vig produced like he does most of their stuff. Uh, that is a great album. They got these guest people on it. You know... uh, I just love that record. That's I could listen to that record right now and be Yeah, me too. And be happy. I think Rope comes on all the
1: time on my playlist. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um great man. So, so we got County Crows.
0: We got August, August and Everything, and everything after, after, which we're in agreement on.
1: Yes. Uh, wasting Light, we're in agreement on too. Wasting Light. I life. just had to pick it, one. Yeah, I know. I, was I the couldn't do one, two food records.
0: I, that's why I laughed when you said Color in the Shape because I weighed it out and I was like, <laughs> I just like Wasting Light a little bit better for whatever okay, reason.
1: Okay, so, but my thing is, Color in the Shape had more of an impact on me musically. Right,
0: because of where you were in your life at I that was time. A, I was a seventh grader. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. 97, I was a seventh grader. I don't know what to do with my third. If you know absolutely what your third is, you can go because I'm still trying to make um, my decision. Oh, I've got
0: 3 out there already. No, you don't. I got Gretchen August and everything after and wasting light.
1: Oh, so we we tied on one. Okay, so I got to do mine and we're at 30 minutes on the dot. Um I'm telling you, some some of you guys have to understand that I know that there are some great records in the 80s. I know that there's some great records in the 70s the 60s, um, the 90s, but I'm showing my age right now. And if I am honest, uh, what's one do I listen to more? I'm going with from 1997, a tonic record. Oh, that's a great record from the Lim- It's called the Lemon Parade. The Lemon Parade is <laughs> such. A- I hadn't
0: even thought of that. It would have been on my list too. And uh, oh,
1: love that record. Um, Lemon Parade. Honestly, I can listen to every song and every one oh. of these records. I'm. T- there are so many more. Uh, honorable mention. Um, oh, Welcome so to the Black Parade from Michael. That's Romance. on my honorable
0: mention list. It's right there. Is it really? Yeah.
1: Two thousand six. Okay. Um, so, but if we go to Lemon Parade, I love the fact that Tonic's record, which should sell so many more Uh. albums, they're such a great band, um, actually, 20 20 years ago today, Sugar came out, which was the record after that, um, but, uh... It has Soldier's Daughter on it, which and Mr. Golden Deal, yeah. which are two of my absolute favorite tonic songs. Yep. It uh You Wanted More. Um
0: If You Could Only See If You Could
1: Only See. Uh just fantastic Lemon
0: Parade. The Lemon Parade. A great song. It's great oh, writing,
1: should... it's great producing, it's great musicianship. And when I say great, and I think I can speak for Jimmy too, when we say great, we don't mean like there's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. It is it is it's maybe four or five chords, a nice solo, but some acoustics and great writing and thoughtful melody, melody yeah. and sound. So I have August and everything after, Tonics, The Lemon Parade, and Foo Fighters, The
0: Color and the Shape. Oh, I mean, list, I mean, come
1: on, man! You That's, can't lose. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That's funny that we both had Black Parade in our honorable mentions. That was one that I've seriously was like, where can I put this in the list? I know. Because I listen to that record all the time to this day. All the time. Every time I go on a road trip, Welcome to the Black Parade comes on and my wife jams with me, dude. Here's one thing that uh, I never thought would happen in this list. First of all, I thought that... uh, Because I had an Alter Bridge album on my list until the very last thing. It was the last one off of my top three was... AB3. I love that album. Yeah, but I listened to intentionally listened to Blackbird and AB3 this week, back to back, just to see if I could figure out which one I like better, and I can't <laughs> figure it out. I mean, I can't decide honestly. Um, I love Blackbird's my favorite song on either one of those records mm-hmm. of all of both of those records, but they're both just so fun to listen to.
1: Yeah, Blackbird and A B three are some of their best work. I love their, their first record, honestly yeah. as well. It was like a we're in the world and we're not creed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we have a singer that can actually sing. <laughs> right. Um and Mark Tremonti took his game to another level. Right. But if I had to pick between and and you didn't ask me to do this, but Blackbird and A B three.
0: A B three's heavier. It is. And that's kind going of why I got the nod for me I'm yeah. going Blackbird No, Blackbird's a, I mean you It's got can't brand new go Start wrong. on it You can't go wrong with that Ooh. record Like any of these records And then I had some sort of obscure ones That didn't make the list mm-hmm. But just records that I love That I like to speak out in the universe In case anybody ever listens to records Absolutely. That we talk about Or listens to us <laughs> There was a band called Brand New Immortals They made one album It came out in 2001 It's called Tragic Kingdom
1: I love that record. Actually. I listen
0: to that record all the time still, and it's it, there's not one stinker on that whole record. Great record. Love that band. And then there's a band called Crash Kings. Their debut album is called Crash Kings. Came out in 2009. It's piano rock. which Oh, I'm a you sucker showed me that. For. Yeah, I've heard you that. And I love that album. It's it's really good. I love the guy's voice and the juxtaposition of it against his piano. It's just real like, jangly piano and super kind of yeah. raw and almost, like, screamy and angry a little bit, but mm-hmm. the songwriting's really thoughtful and interesting. It's not just your normal tropes that you hear in sure. songwriting a lot. Sure, And then my last honorable mention, 1995, Harry Connick Jr., Star Turtle. I love that record. Never heard that record. That's a great record. It's got these little, like, I guess it's a concept album, and there are these little theatrical bits between some of the songs that I skip but the songs themselves I adore every song on that album cool man I'll have to listen to that one yeah that's a great great record
1: awesome man I hope you guys have enjoyed wait new music we're going to do it I was segueing into oh, okay. it okay <laughs> I thought you were going to say bye <laughs> you can tell we don't script this or even practice maybe an outline is in order uh, nah. Mm. um nah um but uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this topic. Uh, Jimmy and I love—we absolutely love to do this. Oh, Love it. Um, and uh, share it with your friends, please. Just throw it up on Facebook. A couple of listens here and there, and uh, maybe join the conversation. We're on Twitter at the Music Box, box Pod, the Music Box Pod. Um, take a listen. Uh, every episode, Jimmy and I try to throw some new music out there to you. I'm going to go first. Um, my new music for this week is a band called Crowbot. Yeah, you heard me right. Not Robot, not Crowbar, but <laughs> Crowbot. So C- it's R- like
0: a mechanical crow? Yeah. 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 The crows are calling my name, thought call <laughs> That's a Jack Handy. Okay. It's a Jack Handy line.
1: <laughs> Crowbot. The album is called Mother Brain. It came out August 23rd, 2019. And um their single right now is called Low Life. And um it's not screamy, it's just kinda heavy, kind of rock and roll. Man. Straight up heavy rock. Yeah, yeah, we listened to it before we got on here. And uh so I love three piece bands. Yeah. I like bands that can make well, it Well
0: King's X power trio, baby.
1: Yeah. Love me some power uh, trios. Anyway, listen to Crowbot, take take a second, take four minutes of your day. Uh tweet us, let us know if you liked Crowbot. That would be just fine. It'd be cool. Jimmy, hit me some new music, man.
0: So, my new music this week is not new music, but I suspect it's music a lot of people haven't heard. This was rec- recommended to me uh, last night by one of my all-time best friends. I have spent more time with, this, with my friend Shay Spencer than anyone I've ever known in my life, probably still, Roke with music. the possible exception of my wife. Um, we... Like, every good piece of music that I was ever involved in creating was with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Just an incredible uh, guitar player, an incredibly talented songwriter, singer, uh, but more than that, just a great dude. And they, him and his wife Chris, moved out to Oregon uh, a little over a year ago, and they were in town for some things, and they came over last night and had dinner. And uh, we had a great time, but as, as we were kind of winding the evening down, we were, I was telling him about the podcast. He says he's going to listen. If he doesn't, he's not going to hear me saying all this nice stuff about no. him, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, but he recommended to me, and he had done this a while back and I'd forgotten, but a lady named Liz Vice, L I Z V I C E. She has two full length records. One came out in 2015 called There Is a Light. And one came out in 2018 called Save Me. But listen, this is gospel music. Yeah. But, and I, I've i said this about things before, but this is as true a thing as I can say about this woman's work. This is what gospel music would be like if it were any good. Yeah, I because agree with you, man. Because it is beautifully recorded. It is, uh, I, I just chant, just listen to it. And draw your own conclusions, but you're going to be moved by the authenticity of this music. Um, I, whether it, whether you're affiliated religiously or not, yeah. you will be moved by the passion and the trueness that is behind this yeah, music.
1: It's it's like everything that you and I love. It's yeah, raw, absolutely. It's raw. It's uh, when Jimmy showed me before we started. He's like, "Hey, we got to take a listen to this," and uh, we did. Um. I said it sounded like it's Muscle Shoals. It sounds yep. like it was recorded at Muscle Shoals, even though it was probably recorded in the Northwest. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's just got that old vibe to it, if that makes yep. sense, as far it as does. recording it, and production. Is it different. almost has a
0: – like the, the recording of it almost feels like some of that Amy Winehouse stuff. Yeah. Like it feels like it's people in a room with a microphone. You know what I mean? More than yeah. it feels like it was multi-tracked and overdubbed. Yeah, I get it. It's I very know. raw and real and fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. So check her out.
1: Check out Crowbot. Uh, listen, like the podcast, share it. Um, also, if you guys have new music that you don't think we've heard of, which I challenge you to. Oh, please. By that way, please um, send us a message on anchor, send us a, uh, a, a tweet on, on Twitter at the music box pod. Um, let us know, get involved guys. Thank you so much for listening to the music box. Um, what three CDs would you put in your envelopes to grab on your way out onto your desert island? I <laughs> hope you think about it and, uh, tweet us those as well, please. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. I don't know what we're talking about next week, but it'll be fun. <laughs> we'll see you guys. See you next time.